And we are now live. Phil Derue, thank you for coming on again, my friend. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. How's uh, how's life been treating you? It's going good, man. Always good, you know. Progressing, getting better every day. And how's um, how's the fight camp business going for you with Dustin and Tisha Torres and uh, all of them? All of them, yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. at American Top Team, basically. Yeah, it's good, man. We um. We just finished with Tisha, so she's out in Vegas right now. Um, man, we've, we've made uh, a lot of gains as far as strength and strength in general. I think that uh, she's just going to be a lot different when it comes down to uh, the pace that she sets. She had a lot of good training partners for this one, so I was happy with that. And American Top Team is her old home, so she was uh, she was comfortable there, you know. Uh, when it comes to uh, with Junior, Junior's man, he's, his conditioning looks crazy right now so i'm happy to see what he puts on you know and what he does to uh derrick lewis where we all know that derrick is let's just say he doesn't have the greatest gas tank you know so with that being said i think that uh you know junior is going to showcase that and dustin we've been training and we've been we've been pretty much in camp or at least we've been working like we're in camp for the past seven weeks so there really isn't any new thing going on now we're just kind of revving up and peaking getting him ready to peak for the fight um so right now we're just kind of maintaining his strength that he's gained in the in the off camp and now we're working towards explosive power power endurance and things like that so what train training have you been doing with dustin to get him fight ready like what sort of things bench and explosiveness all of that yeah i think that mostly we wanted to make sure that he had a base of strength he had a base of aerobic capacity. His gas tank is probably one of the best. His VO2 is up in the 70s. So that's equivalent to a long-distance marathon runner in the Olympics, right? Or, or any type of long-distance runner in the Olympics. So that's not a big issue. But now it's honing in on his abilities to be powerful for a long duration. So now we're working on speed, strength, strength, speed, explosive power. And then obviously we're working on elastic power endurance so that he can push the pace on max. And really, um, you know, set his dominance there. So that's what we've been working on. Yeah, because his max, max is coming up in weight, isn't he? Yeah, but you know, Max is a big, is a big kid. Um, it's funny, Edson Barbosa seen him at Disney World recently, and he was telling us that uh, that Max was like two hundred and like five pounds. Man, he looked, he looked like uh, his face was all bloated out, and he just looked super big. So it was funny. To Edson, when Edson talks, you can see like his liveliness in his face. So it was funny that like you had to see it. But yeah, man, I guess uh, you know he's always, obviously a big kid, and it's hard for him to even make forty-five. So I don't think it's gonna be like a, a a great advantage for Dustin that he's coming up in a weight class because Dustin walks around at like one seventy-six. You know, Dustin, this is one fifty-five is his perfect weight class. Dustin wouldn't be good at one seventy, and it's too much for him at one forty-five. So. 155 is definitely his home. It's mad, man, like how the opportunities come around. So, I mean, he's worked hard, like, and now he's finally getting the opportunity to fight for the interim title and he's kind of mm -hmm. getting the respect he, he deserves, I guess. I mean, Tony Ferguson's kind of been shut out, but I think Dustin, like, his last few fights has just been, you know... Well, if you think about it, Dustin's won four straight in dominant fashion, you know, with... 
I know and I know that Ferguson has been dominant, but when he's there and he's not available all the time, you know, he had those injuries, you know, he's he's not I wouldn't say for me, I'm being biased because obviously Dustin's my boy, but I think that Dustin deserves it a little bit more than Ferguson at the moment. You know, there's twenty five fights overall in Zufa. You know, the kid's been fighting, you know, giants and, and the elite in the UFC for the longest time. So I think that he deserves it in general. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I I don't know why uh, why sort of Max got the opportunity. I think it would have been cool to see Dustin and Tony, if anything. But UFC politics, I guess. Basically, that's how it goes, man. You know, nowadays the rankings don't even matter at this point. So we're just trying to make sure that whoever steps in front of us, we take them out. Yeah. So tell me about uh, the programs you're you're offering as well. Um. Well, right now I just uh I just been working with overtime athletes which is another company that puts out a lot of good content uh chris barnard is the head coach over there he's um he partnered up with uh elliot hulse and strength camp but we have a fight ready program which is a 12-week peaking program for guys that are in camp we have ground control which is more of a bjj style 12-week program that'll leave them into lead them into competition uh, i also have, have fight uh fight strong 365 which is basically an out-of-camp program for the entire year. And then um, also I'll be coming out with a brand-new mobility program that's in the works with Overtime Athletes as well. And then I'm also putting out all new programs on my website that you can find there. You just got to you know click the store section, and then you'll see all the templates that are available for that. Uh, also, as far as uh, online coaching, I'm doing one-on-one online coaching very limited in, in uh as a far as far as who i'm actually getting to coach so it's only going to be open to 10 applicants and i'll be putting more information on that next week also i have an internship opening up soon for american top team so for the coaches that want to come down and actually you know intern with me for the week they'll get a certification at the end of the at the end of the week to uh to see the completion and also get the train to top level fighters by my side and see how things get ran over there at American Top Team. Bro, do you even sleep? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> do you even sleep? How do you manage to fit it all in? Like everything you're doing, um, I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm. I'm actually saying a quarter of what really is going on right now. But I just schedule it out, man. I got people on my team that help me out. My wife helps me out, so it's it's all good. So it's obviously sort of planning and preparing your days and making sure. You know, everything's yeah. uh, you're sticking to the tight schedule and still making time for for me over here in the UK, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, you know. And I gotta I gotta make sure I make time for you. Obviously, you got you got the Adidas jumpsuit on. You're bringing back Run DMC for me. Your teeth are looking <laughs> awesome. It's a great day. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> killing me, killing me on my own podcast. Love it. <laughs> so, what are the key um, fundamentals in your in your program? So, like, are there like core bases that you use all the time or and that you've put implemented in each program or say like the bjj uh program mm-hmm. are the key fundamentals different in that one to to your others yeah i mean every every program is going to be different it's centered around a, a specific detailed approach and there's a system behind everything if you don't have a plan you plan to fail so the plan is basically dependent upon the circumstances in the situation that i brought up when it comes to the programming but when it comes to like fight ready, it's basically more along the lines of maintaining maximal strength, 
by increasing explosive power. And we do that through post-activation potentiation, cluster sets, contrast sets, French contrast, potentiation clusters, things like that. Basically taking a strong uh, lift and then right from there, recruiting those motor units and muscle fibers and then putting that into an explosive power movement so that you can increase your explosiveness. Um, when it comes to BJJ, uh, basically what we want to accomplish is we want to accomplish structural integrity, core stability. We want to accomplish all the energy systems that go into a BJJ, either a practice or a competition. So you're talking about aerobic power, lactic power, aerobic, alactic work, uh, just things like that to make sure that they have the ability to, uh, to be dominant on the mats. Uh, strength wise, you want to make sure that your core and your anti-rotation strength is there so you don't get swept. Things like that that I put into place with certain exercises and those tools and methodologies that have high transferability over to the sport, you know. Nice. It's like a, a well, it's the, the pro side of things because when you talk to like an average coach and an average trainer, mm -hmm. a lot of them haven't expanded their, their knowledge uh, or carried on learning. So you start to kind of think, are they giving me the best approaches? Do you know what I mean? Or are they yeah. like, do they know what they're going on about now? Cause like for me, my personal training qualification, I learned, you know, six years ago, is that knowledge still relevant today? Sort of, mm. but obviously there's, there's progression and things you've got to learn on the way. So it's cool that you, you are working with the top athletes, which means you've got to keep on the, on the, on your toes and you're implementing that in your programs as well. What you're kind of using with them rather than buying some like, no offense to other coaches, some shit program from some low level coaches, maybe not mm. training great athletes and doesn't have that kind of responsibility. Do you get what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, with me, I have study basis every day with all my athletes. I have 62 athletes, 62 fighters that I work on on a constant basis. And so I get to see exactly what works and what doesn't work for my circumstances. Right. A lot of times if people take a general approach, to a specific mean. Now, it's not to say that simplicity isn't the key, but you got to make sure that you're putting it in the right circumstances to make it better for you. So with that being said, yeah, there's nothing there's, you know, you don't have to, like I said before, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you mm -hmm. got to make sure that it's fit in the right circumstances for that situation so that it can be better for that particular event. Yeah. I mean, um, so your programs, are they sort of just tailored for, high performance athletes or can they be purchased and used for like the average gym user as well so say i'm not a high performance athlete i just want to yeah. use like sort of those workouts maybe improving my power and things like that is it kind of yeah. simple enough for someone like me to understand yeah i mean remember the the exercises that we use are all just tools right and the tools are predicated towards what are going to actually help the athlete become a better athlete to be better at their sport so it doesn't have to be something that's very high specificity. What we're trying to accomplish, especially with my fighters, my fighters aren't weightlifters. They're not powerlifters. You know, they're trying to get better for their sport. So we use these types of special exercises to get better for that particular sport, for that particular uh, match or, or fight. So with that me being said, you know, everything can be generalized if you do it in the right context. With my Fight Strong program, now that's, general for a specific purpose right we're talking about general physical preparedness so you are going to be doing a, an array of exercises to get you better from a multi-directional pattern perspective 
right? We want to increase biomechanics and we want to increase your ability to withstand and absorb force and redirect it. So that's why exercises are very general, but, you know, it really just depends on the individual how, how much you need to progress or regress. So what keeps you motivated and keeps you going to sort of be at the top of your field? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because successful people are already always looking to gain an extra edge. They're driven for a purpose. You know, when it comes to successful people, I think that they're never settled. Right. So I'm never settled at that position. I'd always want to get better. I always want to achieve more. I always want to progress. So that's my main reason why I need to get better. I need to be on top of my game. I need to learn more. I need to spend time every minute, every second of the day trying to learn something new. And if I can learn just one thing new that day, it's a successful day. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think some of the key fundamentals of being successful when you analyze successful people is they're never, they, they don't, they're, they're not content. They don't just sit back and lay there and think, oh, mm -hmm. job done, sweet, I can chill. It's like, okay, I've done that. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? Do you know what I mean? Like, what can I plan oh, yeah. to do next? How can I be better? It's always wanting to be be better than what they can be even if they're better than everyone else it's like mm. i'm better than everyone else that's cool but i still want to be a better version of me so that, yeah. that's a stimulant um well i mean you got to be progress driven you know you got to find a way that you know that is going to help you get better each and every day and when you find that way that's when you start to attack it you know so that's the main thing is that I, if i find weak points in my game i find that i need to learn something that i don't know i'm going to attack it so i'm get so i get better and i plug those gaps yeah, I mean, your your growth over, I mean, I think, I can't remember when I spoke to you, like maybe a year year and a half ago, like your growth in the year and a half just is, has been phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's good to see you getting the credit you deserve now in even like social media terms, people commenting on your work. Um, yeah. Do you know, all of that, like, I think when I spoke to you, you had like 7,000 followers and now you're nearly at 30, like on Instagram, you know, your YouTube channel's like going up and I think it's like, People will say, oh, maybe it was just luck. But I've seen from following you from the beginning that you've busted your bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Like putting the hours yeah. to get the content out there, talk the talk, make appearances on podcasts, get yeah. performances from your athlete, you know. So it's, pr it's proud. To, like, it's good for me to see. Like I, I'm I'm very impressed and, and proud of your achievements just from no, just knowing it. you, man. So, oh, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Do you ever give yourself a pat on the back? Because I always struggle with things like that. Like, if I achieve anything, it's never like I'm always like, eh, <laughs> you, know, you know, I can do I can do better. So, I never celebrate accomplishments. I always celebrate effort, right? So, I, as much as I put out, if I know I gave it my all and I give it to my best abilities, that's when I can celebrate my effort, not the overall outcome. Right. Because then I start to feel like I don't need to accomplish anymore. So I'm always thinking in an underdog form. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get you, man. Like, it's because when you when you sit, when you uh, pat yourself on the back and and think like I've done enough and I'm and I don't need to put as much effort in now because I'm receiving the accolades and things like that. You kind of that's when the underdog can come and come and steal the throne, you know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah. what, what was the... I'm always thinking in the contender series, right? I'm like, you know, with, with and that's I see that with my champions too, man. With uh, you know, training a lot of successful fighters, uh, training the champions that I have, 
Uh, I think that that's one thing that kind of sets them apart is that they're always looking to get better. They're always looking to evolve. And I kind of took that, you know, and I adopted that approach to my own ways when it comes down to my coaching, to my business, to my brand, to my family life. I'm always looking to achieve different things. And it's not only just about going in my particular field. I go outside my field and I learn different things. You know what I mean? Talking to different types of people, not just not just the people that are in my industry, but people that are outside my industry that are successful. That's how you grow. Right. From a systemic approach. Yeah, I mean, like I think as well as being a, uh, as well as you being like a great coach, you're, you're a good speaker as well. And I think yeah. that, that's come a long, a long way because uh, you get the information out there. It's very direct. And I've heard I've listened to people on podcasts before and I'm actually an awful guest on podcasts because I jibber jabber so much. And it's like, yeah. people don't want to hear that shit from me. And I know it. And at the end, I always say to someone, hopefully you can edit the shit out of that so I sound good because people just want, you know, quick, short, sharp, direct and to the point uh, information. That's what I think you give as well. You know, it's like, you know what you're yeah. saying. You know what you're on about. Bam, 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 bam. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a cool skill to learn. And I don't know whether you maybe you learned that just naturally whether it was thing or whether you listen to other people talk or went outside your field um, to find that no i think that i've always been like and I, and I talked about this recently on a on one of my youtube uh videos with elliot host is that i've always been kind of a, i've always been a leader you know i've always been a captain of my team i've always been somewhat of a, what he calls a king in a, in a spiritual state right what I, what that means is that you know i've always been um the one to put things together to set things up when i was a kid I used to gather all the kids together and, and we'd play football games and, you know, manhunt and things like that. I was that kid that knocked on all the doors and got the kids out there to go play. You know, and the same thing goes for when I'm, you know, gathering up my team for a business or I'm gathering up a lot of my fighters to get ready to go. You know, there's times where we're going to play around. There's times we're going to joke and have fun. And there's times that we need to get down to business. Same thing goes for me as a father. You know, I, I play with my kids, but there's times where I need to make sure that they know, you know, what's what and what's important at that point in time. So, I mean, yeah, it's been almost instilled in me, but it's been highly practiced throughout my years. So what's going on with um, Joanna Zajacek at the moment? Is she going to um, be fighting? Is she not fighting? Is she going up in weight, down in weight, staying at the same weight? You know you what? Know? I'm going to be honest with you. That girl needed a break. You know, I think that she um, she's fought a lot. She has over 150 fights in total. When it comes down to Muay Thai and, and MMA, um, she just needed a break. She needed to, she needed to, you know, enjoy life a little bit, and she's doing that now. And I think that, you know, she told me that uh, she's going to be coming back probably the end of April. So we'll see what happens there. There's no fight announcement or anything like that. She does want to go back to 115, from what I heard. Uh, but you know, 125 is not out of the question either. She can fight either one. We have. Obviously, she has a good weight-cutting strategy now with George Lockhart. We have a good system in place over at American Top Team. And, um, you know, we'll be comfortable whatever happens. I, I really honestly just want her to finish off her career in a, in a great fashion. So whatever she chooses to do, we're going to get after it. And I think that she'll be ready to go no matter what. And how do your training routines change per athlete so like for tisha torres and say dustin yeah what's the different sort of methods in place there because obviously they're different weights different fighters and so on does it change at all or oh yeah yeah there's several different aspects that we have to take into to places that 
one, you have to know the athlete, right? So we have to have a full-on assessment there first, physical, physiological, mental assessment, right? I've been also testing out neurotransmitter dominance to seeing if they're dopamine, beta, you know, GABA dominant, uh, acetylcholine dominant. So then I can understand how to actually coach them and then also program them, right? Because a lot of the times when you're dopamine dominant, you know, you want to get after it. You want to go, you want to go hard every day. So you got to kind of pull those guys back a little bit. GABA dominant, you, you're more of an analytical based type of uh, athlete. And those are very prevalent in fighting. You know, I would say people think that it's all dopamine dominant, you know, because it's a high power attribute. But at the same time, a lot of these guys are very analytical. They, they think a lot, you know, because they're martial artists too. So really just finding that out. And then after that, you know, we also want to see exactly, you know, where they want to take the game, where they want to go and in the, in, in the fight itself. So we got to look at the game plan. Then we have to look at the scheduling, right? And then we also have to look at, you know, what's worked and what, what's worked in the past and also uh, what will work continue to work in the future. Not to say that there's not times where we're going to have to change things up because everything, every camp is different. Every opponent is different. So, and they get, they get older, you know, they get wiser. There's things that they want to do, the things that I need to put into place. Like last camp, when we started with, um, when we started the second camp with Dustin, we introduced Nick with the cognitive conditioning. We introduced that because that was something that was new to him. That was something he was going to be, you know, excited to do. And it was, um, it was a step in the right direction as far as variables, right? We want to throw a good variation in there so we don't accommodate to any type of uh, training demand so he doesn't detrain, you know? And how's, how's Nick getting on with with uh, with all these things and that? Because I haven't spoke to him in ages. I assume he's still He's going good, man. He's actually he's actually been doing a lot of seminars with the Fit Light crew. Um, he's also – obviously, we started up with Camp of Dustin, so he'll be with me now until the fight in April. But – yeah, he's been doing good, man. He's doing he's now he's actually selling some of his equipment. So the stuff that you need to actually do the programs that he has out there, he's actually making them in the back of my gym <laughs> and he's like painting back there and shit. So, I mean, it's fun to see, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely taking the steps in the right direction. He's a hard worker, man. Very intelligent. I think he's I think sometimes um, he thinks a little too much. You know, he overthinks things. Mm. But with that being said, that's just because he's he's. He's always thinking of the next step, which is, you know, again, uh, an attribute of a successful person. Yeah, no, I, I, um, that that overthinking process can be a hindrance, but it's about kind of being able to snap out of it to an extent, uh, snap out of it and then make the jump. You know what I mean? Make the, mm-hmm. the choice, chase the action, because we can all sit here thinking like all day, every day about things we want to do or whatever. But what really speaks is action and I mean, based on what I can see from what Nick's doing, he's doing a lot of action as well, you know, going to the seminars, getting himself out there, working yeah. with Dustin, always putting yeah. out putting out content and talking just like yourself. And I think those things are what's going to help you grow even more. Do you know what I mean? Grow even more, oh, yeah. sell, sell your shit, uh, get your programs on the... Uh, I'm assuming that you're doing well with your programs and things like that with the sales and whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all... Yeah. It's yeah. all fucking happening for you, like, and it's uh, it's great to see. When are you? When are you in England? I go to, I go to Cumbria, April twenty third, and we're still looking into going to London as well because I'm actually supposed to be hooking up with Brian from London Real and getting on there too as well. But if that's the case, I'll go ahead and hit you up when I get down there. 
Yeah, yeah Cumbria is a long travel for me. I was up there quite recently. Yeah. For a little holiday. Yeah, I heard. I heard. It's up there by like, is it by Manchester? Uh, a little bit, a little bit further. Yeah. Unless I'm yeah. wrong, it might be a little bit down. My fucking geography is awful, but it's about six hours <laughs> from me. <laughs> I can't even point America out on the map, man. I got a grave in my room. <laughs> it's a country. What are you doing? <laughs> it's a big place, you know. <laughs> I hear you. But um, yeah, you've got you've got loads of stuff up in Cumbria, the Lake uh, the Lake District, and so on. Like good good. Uh, really. Go and see Lake Windermere. Like that's that's a must. That's um, probably one of the best things you need to see in the Lake District. But I'll, I can I can send all that information over to you anyway, so it's no problem. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, cool. where where can people find you? Your programs, content, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Websites. So, and so I on. am I am doing a lot more content on my YouTube. So make sure you check me out there. Just type in search Phil DeRue. And I'm putting out at least three to four videos a week on that one. And they're extended videos. They're tutorials. We have some interviews. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff on there. And then obviously my Instagram, I put a ton of content there. Three, At least two or three posts a day on that. And uh, that's at DeRue Strong, D-A-R-U Strong. And then my Twitter, you can check me out there. It's the same thing, at DeRue Strong. And then my Facebook page, my full my regular page is full but you can go to my coach's page it's just filled the room so that's it facebook's for old people man <laughs> <laughs> i'm off that shit i wanted to stay young i was like nah I'm done. <laughs> do you oh, still good, um man. do you still talk to paulie at all like have you seen seen him or spoke to him uh, lately because he's doing obviously his book and things like that yeah no i haven't spoke to him in a minute man um you know we just been me and him he's he's an intelligent guy man it's just uh and I and I owe him a lot, man. He started me out. He actually started. He was my first boxing coach, as you guys know. But uh, but yeah, he's doing great things. So, you know, but I haven't really been able to speak to anybody but my fighters and, and my wife. <laughs> Work, working hard, man. That's that's yeah. the downfall of it sometimes as well. So you know, it is what it is. That's the that's the way I look at. It. But um, yeah, cheers for coming on, man. I appreciate your time as always. I'll chat to you off camera for a couple of minutes if you're if you're cool with that. Is there anything you'd like to add in? No, nah, man, just be on the lookout. You know, check out my website, uh, and uh, I'm going to be putting out new stuff there and also sign up for my newsletter too as well. Um, I'm putting out as much content as possible. So if you guys want to know anything about combat sports performance or just training, strength, you know, uh, business orientated, any type of stuff like that, go ahead and hit me up. And also you can DM me. I'll try to get back to you there as well. Yeah, and I'm just going to add to anyone listening, this guy's a fucking genius in his field uh, with mobility strength training content is always awesome so do go check him out the links will be in the video below um click on him subscribe to his channel and all of that malarkey cheers for coming on bro i appreciate it bro thank you